1: Welcome to episode 126 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I am Tom Mullen from WashedUpEmo.com. Today, we welcome Matt Pond. Late last year, Matt Pond, PA, played its last show after almost 20 years of music. I'd always loved Matt Pond, PA, and wanted to find out more about him, his life, and where he sees the next phase of his music. Right now, the PA is gone, but the music continues. You can learn more at InDreams.Space. That's InDreams. Dot space. I want to thank everybody out there for your patience with the episodes, or emailing you back, or generally just being around. Personally, my life has been a little crazier with more travel, more work, and even more podcasts. I'm helping out podcasting for my day job, so it's been fun, but I've had to sacrifice washed up email a little bit. So I hope you don't mind. To note, I live in New York City, and the rent requires me to have a job. So by all means, if you want to support my Patreon... I will quit tomorrow and do this full time. You just gotta make the same amount that I make at the day job. So let me know. Uh, until then, we'll continue on. This is episode 126 of the Washed Up Emo Podcast with Matt Pont.
0: Strip brightly by the winter. And the snow falls in silent I can only All oh, no. Bought a bike for the first time. Yeah, we talked about months. this. Where, what kind of bike did you get? I don't want to say. Why? It was just. It was online. It's like Craigslist. It was like whatever. It was. It was some Raleigh bike. It's so fine. it's a
1: beater bike.
0: It's not. To, it's a four hundred dollar bike. Okay. So it's a step like a millisecond above a beater bike. Um, it's something. I got rid of my van, and it's the first time in twenty years that I haven't had a white van parked out of outside where I live. Really? So, yeah. where, where
1: do you live? I live in Kingston. Ah.
0: Yeah. So it's pretty crazy.
1: So now you're biking
0: around Kingston? Not right now. I don't Why know no? if you've noticed the winter.
1: Have you heard about windproof clothing?
0: Have you heard about road bikes that don't really go through ice so hot? <laughs> I'm not getting a mountain bike.
1: I did bike in ice uh, in the city. It's insane. Yeah. I don't mind a little bit but like yeah. you know when it's covered you can't do anything. Yeah. No. No. Uh
0: I was listening to the the Artie uh episode you did. That's great. Uh George who's a co-owner of uh Saint Vitus played in our band for a little while. Oh really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah.
1: You got a long history for your band. Of music. Yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> you music you like yeah yeah yeah. um was it it was it 20 years wait no longer no no 20 it's 20
0: years yeah yeah i wanted to i I, like it was good to stop on an even time or stop doing that part
1: so what it would philadelphia right was where it started
0: yeah but you're from new hampshire right vermont Never well, make that mistake <laughs> Wow you, wow! Hampshire's... I'm sorry I, I didn't mean to offend you Just Where in Vermont are you from? Thank you You're welcome
1: <laughs> Outside of Burlington A little town called Jericho Oh, I don't know I, On the way to Stowe If you're driving to Stowe You pass my You pass where I grew up
0: I mean, I lived on the border uh, Norwich was across the river from me Yeah um, all my friends were in Burlington. Ah, um, so I drove past you or
1: something. When were you? When, when did you hang out in Burlington? Uh, a long time ago. Like what? Was it bands and stuff?
0: No, no, no. It was out of out of high school before this baloney. Um, uh, I love it up there. Did I
1: mean, you go up there for shows, or were you hanging out just for general?
0: I was just hanging out. uh sh- all this music stuff and shows and everything just fell together it was never it was never a scene or i never knew anyone this way i'm too shy for uh to to go to shows really unless until music hit me in the side of the head yeah i don't know if that makes any sense yeah
1: no so what 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 were you doing up did you happen to go to the pure pop records did you happen to go to that record store Nah, no. we would have. I would have brought you there if we knew each other. <laughs> I just. Uh, Are we around uh, the same age.
0: Uh, we're not. Let's not talk years. <laughs> let's I'll talk, figure it out. By yeah, the yeah. I'll figure it out. No, by, no, based no, on no. what bands
1: you reference, I'll figure it out. Uh,
0: I don't see. I don't. Oh, right. All <laughs> Vermont.
1: <laughs> no, there's a huge rivalry. Trust me.
0: Hanover pretty conservative, so there wasn't a lot of. Uh, you had to really search. How you know? did you
1: find out about music?
0: Um, when I was really young, uh, I asked my mom to get me the single of, uh, John Waite missing you. Really? And she got me swordfish trombones by by mistake by Tom Waits (laughs) and that, and the Beatles just kind of blew the doors off my life, you know? So then I started just seeking things out on my own just trying to listen
1: as much as possible. How were you getting it? Was it friends? Was it mixtapes? Uh, just buying
0: tapes that I liked the covers of. I mean, I didn't, we moved around so much, having a friend was a, an exotic idea. Uh, really? Yeah. What uh, was?
1: Why, why were you guys moving around so much? My
0: parents loved uh, getting married and divorced. So both were married and divorced three times. Wow. Both so, parents? Yeah. Oh my God. So it was a lot of, uh, were new you places. at different
1: people? Like, were you at your dad's house and then your mom's house? No, I, was more, I grew up with my mom mostly. Grew up with mom.
0: so uh, it was, and um, it was fine. It just was, you know it. It actually helps focusing on music, not having a lot of friends.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so you would
1: be in like a like. Would it be? Would it? Did that start in grade school, where you'd be in school for a couple of years and then move and yeah. then have to start over?
0: Yeah, I mean, we moved all over the place in New Hampshire, so it was interesting.
1: So, wait, you would know about the Shrine Bowl then, right? Quick, no. quick, Quick aside, really? No. Oh, man. What's the Shrine Bowl? Shrine Bowl is like the best players from Vermont and New Hampshire play a football game. I don't know this. I, it was a big deal. We played Vermont
0: in Little League once. We won. What was
1: your, what was your uh, position? I was third base. Third base? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it was cool. I was... I was Hot corner,
0: come on. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, and then uh, it was funny because the, in the Artie podcast, he's like, then high school hit. And it was the yeah. same thing for me. I was amazing. I could hit anything. I could catch anything. And then I could not.
1: Yeah, I was... I think I... Once Babe Ruth hit, I couldn't do that. Like, I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, that was the same thing. And I was into music at that time more. So I was like, I'm good. So... Did you? You were a skier then too, probably. No. It was funny. A friend just posted a photo from the town I was born in, and it was showed a basketball hoop with about three feet of snow, and it brought me back to if it snowed, I would shovel the driveway to play basketball. Oh, that's. But cool. also, skiing was expensive. Yeah, it's
0: wicked expensive.
1: So my parents were both teachers. <laughs> thanks for saying wicked. By the Sorry. way, that makes me
0: note. I encourage that. I it's. We're we're in the the zone. <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: probably the wrong zone. No, but like you, the I remember growing up and being like, "Wow, that's like expensive to go ski." And but you could like whatever. There was like a locals day or the smaller hill. But like going to Stowe or one of those fancy places, like nope. But cross country skied. Yeah. It's like the, the poor man's king. <laughs> yeah.
0: I downhill skied for a little while and we didn't have any money. So uh, I was made fun of by Massachusetts kids all the time. Oh, because
1: my, of what you wore?
0: Because of my skis and what I, I wore. Used to,
1: when I did, I wore jeans, but I would just wear long johns and I'm like, I'm fine. And then kids will be like, where's your snow pants? I'm like, I have jeans on. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, you couldn't wear jeans. <laughs> No, or geez. slacks, I'd be like, or corduroy. I'd be Chords. like, I'm fine. Cords would work. <laughs> Cords would work. <laughs> that's cool. I think the, but that's, you know, the, I think that area, especially the New England part, like it just, it was close enough where, you were exposed to other things. I just think it was, it was slower back then. Obviously, you know, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't, you know, it was just the. I always felt being that far, so, so far north, you, you got things like a year later than when they were like happening.
0: Yeah. The, the first, the first kind of whispering around, uh, of music that I heard that I started getting from friends was, uh, which was, you know, larger than just finding music on my own, um, was Dinosaur Jr. So that and that was like my next like eye opening.
1: How did that happen? Like, how did you find that? Just someone lent me a tape, <laughs> you know. What uh, about it? Like hooked. I mean, it's like it was like
0: it was like Neil Young, but but heavier and and uh, you know, and I love Neil Young, but it was it just had a lot of energy and and uh, and it felt raw and and those were the things that I wanted to do musically. I mean, and I didn't i did never i i wrote songs by for myself and by myself and never showed them to anyone really oh yeah how come because they were bad
1: (laughs) but you didn't want to share it with anybody no i mean maybe
0: if i was drinking and there was a girl around you know which is even worse that was worse yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah that's the worst but uh when did
1: you start writing
0: I mean, probably in high school, but never showed anybody. And then, so not
1: even like a talent show thing. Like, no, oh.
0: uh, no, no.
1: So there's a there's there's some girls out there that have heard your early material, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and they don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> but that's know, cool. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only Susan. Yeah. She's great.
0: No, it's it's a. Uh, Over time there have been girls from high school that have come to see me play later in life, and that is a strange thing. My first crush. Yes.
1: Your first crush came to a show?
0: Yeah, we're friends now.
1: I love that. Yeah. Actually my first girlfriend ever is my lawyer. That's cool. She lives in New York. That's very cool. I hang out with her husband, actually them all the time. Yeah. But it's weird, like you she loves introducing us. Because she'll introduce her husband. This is my husband, Matt. And then she's like, this is my first boyfriend, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, you can see him kind of like, what?
0: They just, uh...
1: So how did so she came to the show? She's come to a few. Uh,
0: it, it's, it's, it was cool. I think we drank tequila and kissed as adults. And so that's <laughs> pretty strange. You know, that's as far as it went, which is probably for the best, but, uh, it is strange to, uh, yeah, over time and space. I like that. On stage.
1: Yeah. So then when did you start, when did you start showing people? Uh, Was it in school? Did you go to college?
0: I went, yeah, I went to, I went to Bard for a little while, didn't graduate like most people that go to Bard, um. And then moved to Philly because it was so cheap and, uh, and then just started playing music a little bit and then realized that unless I named something after myself, I would have to always be uh, putting up with other people's opinions, which I don't mind opinions, but um, I like a dictatorship a little bit.
1: Yeah. When did you, you kind of say, I'm going to do this? It was pretty much. No, I
0: know. I mean, I still don't think that I'm doing this. I, I, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel it. It even after this long. Yeah, I mean, I don't think when we when we you know when things were at their you know when we were selling our most records or whatever, I still didn't kind of have any recognition of what was happening. I still was just as focused on, you know. I've got this song in my head. I've gotta figure out how to get it out. Um, so it's never been um I've never kind of looked at it as a as a as a thing. As a that's pretty articulate. As a uh a career or something I'm actually doing. I mean, it just seems so nebulous.
1: When you moved to Philly, what were you doing for work? Or you
0: Nothing. I moved to Philly with two garbage bags. Uh, I just kind of was floating and um, I moved furniture. I was good at it. My nickname was Struggles the Twig, but I was strong. I just worked with a lot of Russians. (laughs) They made fun of me. I mean, I don't know. Yeah.
1: So so what else happened in Philly when you were... Was it finding people to play with? Was it writing more songs?
0: What about, what do you mean? Like
1: the early days, like those first few.
0: (sighs) I mean, it was, the good thing about Philly was it was so cheap. The bad thing about Philly is that it has kind of a, uh, a Rocky mentality, which they can't have anymore. Yeah, they can't. They can't have a Rocky mentality. They won. (laughs) <laughs> they're the, they're winners. There's no underdogs anymore. But it was it's a big city with kind of a small town feel to it, which is good in some ways for for having a scene and for being supportive in a on a smaller level. I mean, there's amazing music from Philadelphia that people have never heard. You know, um. So it was it was a good place to be when when it was kind of a nearly bankrupt city and and everyone was just playing music for yeah. the sake of playing music
1: so for you was when did you start like again like was it you start you had to play out right at some point
0: yeah um i didn't think about it at first I, you know and i'm i'm still nervous to play a show i still you know uh feel the you know, I I don't want to play badly. Um, playing well is so. It was, um, but I don't I don't remember that. I, I I just made a lot of jokes and started just playing in front of people, and I don't. Uh, I can't really remember. It <laughs> <laughs> happens. Or maybe a lot. I blocked it out. Yeah, it happens a lot.
1: <laughs> Were you more comfortable in the studio or recording a song?
0: Let me think about this. I am comfortable, but they're all all these uh, all these places you know being in front of a microphone, even right now it just is is it's a place of focus um, I'm just so into it when I'm doing it that I can't think about anything else and mm-hmm. and it which is good. But I think it's alienating, too. It's, you know, to other people, uh, you know, I I wish I could be less uh, caught up in it. I wish I could take it less seriously, which I do now. But it took a long, long time. <laughs> so you know? just
1: the, like the constant focus and serious meaning that was it and kind of things fell to the wayside otherwise? Yeah, I
0: mean, each show is like life or death. Getting this vocal down the right way is life or death. You know, I love recording and working with Chris, who we're still working together, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen, yeah. Um, because he's the only person that understands when I'm cursing into a microphone. I'm only cursing it myself. Uh, but... That's how it works for me. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Do you sing? Yeah. Yeah, I had an early career, and I kind of chose to do industry versus music. What was your or, band called? Uh, in college, it was called Twisted Kites. Come on, okay. that's pretty emo. Uh, <laughs> and then Halifax Code in New York, which one of the guys ended up doing Robbers on High Street. Oh, cool. Remember that band, Ben yeah. Trentroken? I was in a yeah. band with Ben when I first moved to the city. Oh, that's really cool. Um so did that with him, and then I did a solo career called Turn the Knife. I used to play with Kevin Devine and Adam Rubenstein. Oh, sweet! Jared Gorbel, the guy from Honorary Title, I just saw, who's in the band called The Mourners. Kind of funny how those little, like those little people you meet along the way, you continuously see uh, or in other I- iterations. So, um, but it was fun. But singing was—I I loved it. I loved. I would play, you know, restaurants, and I played all over. Really? Yeah. I'd play all over the East Village. Do you ever, do you write music still? Rarely. I actually took out my guitar last night and started playing. Um, I actually wrote a little song like last night, but I barely do it now. That's cool though. Yeah. Like it's, it was, uh, it was funny the decision you had, I had to make. I was at a job and I, someone was ready to sign the band I was in. And I decided to do the industry side because I didn't want the unknown of music like the the profession of doing it i felt like i could be in the profession and do it i didn't want to be like the music part of it
0: i get that i i did the same i was going i got the job to be the music supervisor at urban outfitters when was this early 2000s and i was like no i gotta do this music thing and I don't know if I made the right choice.
1: <laughs> you never know.
0: Um the guy who got the job was a friend of mine and now yeah. He's doing well. He's a he's a good guy. Um
1: What is he does he still work at Urban?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's um, funny, the book got uh got into Urban Outfitters. Which was nice, they bought some. Um but that's it was cool. I think they either I forget how they found out about it, but I think they were, you know, new of it, which was nice. So it wasn't, but it's always nice to sell a few more.
0: <laughs> sure. There, I, I still know a bunch of great people from there. So, you know, um, it's changed a lot, right? Probably a couple of years after that, then it was, uh, it turned into McDonald's yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. it's, which,
1: you know, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, that's funny about the music, or the <laughs> gig. <laughs> yeah, I feel like those happen though. What do you have mean? Have you like have? You, are you still beating yourself up 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 about
0: it? Well, they were offering me time off. It was really good money. They were like, "You can still play music." It's like no. <laughs> Got it. I'm an artist.
1: <laughs> you were pretty serious about it.
0: That was a time when I could write songs. I mean, there was a time where I could just write songs in my head the whole way through Um, and then play it out later. And so I felt like that was, uh, I couldn't lose that little trick. Yeah. But it was kind of like a a circus trick.
1: (laughs) Were you doing odd jobs at that point and doing music full time? Like, were there other. I was writing. you were trying to pursue?
0: I was writing music for uh, my friend who worked at Oxygen. Um, it wasn't good music. Um, we intentionally wrote it badly, and that's what they liked the best. So that was a strange. But it made money, so I thought, why not just keep doing that? But, you know, writing music for other people dries up pretty quickly um, but then things started to take off and i moved to new york um so which was good new york is a town where people appreciate ambition and it was uh and i'm not am um, i guess i'm not ambitious but i just you know i'm
1: you're making something
0: i like songwriting and i like uh i like being around people who are uh making things uh, and not feeling bad about it or looking down at it or trying to hide it or, you know, and that happens in a lot of places. So here is not,
1: you know, what year was that? Do you remember
0: when did I moved to New York? 2003,
1: 2004. Um, yeah, I was here and I moved in 2000. Yeah. So it's like a few years out. It was still. It was That's still kicking. The, Brooklyn hadn't... The L train still was kind of shitty after the second stop. Yeah, in, no, in it Brooklyn.
0: was... It was. Uh, I, I moved to... Um, I lived off the Graham stop in a place called Williamsburg.
1: <laughs> that, you know, that was early days.
0: Yeah. I didn't... It wasn't a thing. I, you know, people would mention it as it was a place to be and a thing, and I was... It seemed like a dirty place where there weren't many people. Yeah. Um, So, if it was a thing, that was fine. But it was it was a place where, um, so that did you ever go to Daddy's Bar? No. Um, So, the Roger Sisters, which was a band back in the day, these uh, uh, they owned it. I think they sold. I don't know. But it was a place where you know, people from Ratatat, people from all sorts of bands would just, they would just be there and they'd just be themselves. And, and these were bands that I loved and bands that I liked. And so it was kind of exciting to be in and around that. It was, it was a really great time.
1: Yeah. I felt that energy. Like you go out there and there would be that show. And then it was this people hadn't found out about it yet. Yeah. I mean, it just, Yes, (sighs) yes, there were people at the show, but you still felt you were in on something and it felt comfortable
0: it made me uh it made me work more it Seeing made me those other bands more. yeah uh it made uh i felt like you know how much time i put into it really mattered and how much quality time and and i i love that i mean i had the smallest room in new york city which i then packed all of our gear into there was a tiny Path to my bed, and that's all there was. Um, It was stacked to the ceiling, everything I owned.
1: Wow! Yeah, all the music equipment and stuff. Yep. Um, What were you doing in New York? Was it music full time? It was was music
0: full time then. I mean, that's when you know, like we had a song on the O C, and then another song on the O C. Which one was on the O C? New Hampshire. Oh, right and i had watched the oc as a as a casual watcher just as you know a ridiculous thing to watch yeah because it was on television and um and so strange that's when i stopped watching it because it was it's not it's a, it makes me uncomfortable to see to either see myself or hear myself uh still makes, yeah why uh, i'm I don't think I ever did this to be famous and I never thought about being famous. I mean, I have since, but I never, it was never like the goal. The goal was just to communicate. And, um, because sometimes my world words, <laughs> see, sometimes my words fail. I can't even say it. Sometimes my words fail me. Mm-hmm. And so, and, this was a way where it could be kind of orchestrated. Um, uh, So I leaned heavily on that. Um, But when you see yourself or when you are in those, I don't know, it's just too, it's too much of myself.
1: It kind of like fills you up when you, you want to feel, I don't know that it's, you want to be more humble. Like it feels like it,
0: I mean, I, I can be. Uh, I don't have to be hum, humbling, humble. Uh, it just. It's like. Uh, it's like hearing, your voice recorded. I mean, at this point, you're probably used to it. Yeah,
1: just a little bit.
0: I'm not used to it, and really? I, I mean, I don't mind singing, but this whole uh, talking thing, talking thing, and then you know, just you know communicating off the top of my head is not my favorite thing it's i think i th- you know i get too caught up in
1: in a syllable or uh more of a planner i'm a planner <laughs> i am too i feel like that i have my i have my notes i've got you know the i can't just go into a meeting and have it all in my head. I have to have everything and what might happen and here's my notes for this and reminding myself. But uh, I think there's, I think for music, like it's kind of, I think like that, like you're planning your music. I think of sometimes.
0: I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole, each album is a concept that's only, you know, conceptual to me before, while making it and then even after a lot of the time but i'm okay with that you know if someone wants to uncover it they can find it um but yeah and which goes which leads me to you know i don't think i don't think my game was ever tight just because i couldn't be sharp enough to make a girl laugh in a bar. There was recently a thing about Union Pool, how it was like oh, this... Oh, God,
1: that was a... Was that New York Times, right? I I
0: can't remember
1: where it was. But it was, it was. yeah, talking about how it was like a place to do...
0: And it was. It
1: was only... It was,
0: you know, a jog away from my house. But it was always a stuttering, stammering place of failure for me, <laughs> which is cool, you know. I hung out with friends um, and then badly flirted (laughs) but it was that place like everyone knew it back then everyone would say let's go here to do this
1: what do you remember about those early 2000s in williamsburg and those bands and just i mean it was a i think i was a fun time to kind of feel something happening that people were taking notice of
0: it was it was fun it was it felt it really did feel electric. It did feel, you know, the whole city to me felt like there was possibility. And so, I mean, I just, we just stayed up all night long all the time. Um, Shows music wise. I mean, you know, I'm just particular and peculiar about what I like and what really gets to me. It's, I like going to shows, but unless it's something that's just completely m- moving to me, it's hard to, to totally stay focused. And especially now, you know, yeah. um, it's hard to stand bes- behind someone with a cell phone, uh, just taking a video of a show. I mean, it was always hard for me before cause people were always spilling. They always, I'm the person that you spill your beer on at a show. <laughs> so, you know, if you're looking for that person, <laughs>
1: What's some, what were some bands that you liked back then?
0: (sighs) Like in general or from New York? I mean, i From New York
1: and in in general, I mean,
0: LCD sound system as I don't, I don't want to know them as people. I know of them and I try to ignore stories, but I think that they're a beautiful band making beautiful music that is, you know, poignant in a Morrissey esque, uh, type of way. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I would never say to them in person, but, uh, because then they'd laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's, it really moves me. I mean, Ratatat, they're friends of friends. Um, without lyrics, I think that they're still making great music. Um, I mean, but then, you know, and then I listened to Blur, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to Pulp and, um, it's hard to think. I think I just tried to overhear or be around people that were making things, whether it was music or whether it was just, you know, um, I mean, back then artists could afford to live in the city. Yeah. So, it was... They were just, just kind of taking it all in. Yeah. I mean, I, I... Again, shows for me can get awkward unless it's my favorite thing of all time.
1: So, um, the whole schmooze thing and hanging out and... I'm
0: terrible at it. You know? Even at my own shows. Yeah. I, you know, I want to play well and I don't want to get... and. I just I get I get lost if I'm talking to too many people.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I get easily overwhelmed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the I think for the music part that you've, I mean, you've made a lot of music. I mean, that's the
0: that's the part I, I. That's great. Yeah, I mean I I love it. I always feel like you know once I'm done with an album. I can see it for what it isn't and then I kind of, I want to move on with all the music that I've made, you know, since the beginning and under my name, I think whether or not I did it, <laughs> I didn't, do, I mean, I did it as perfectly as I could do it, but I said everything I needed to say in that, from that voice.
1: And then you move on,
0: right? And then you move on and then you, you know, it's good to know when to say enough, I think. I mean, I definitely, after a few kind of uh, dust ups with some people, wanted to take everything into my own hands, do every part of it to know that whole thing. So it was almost like I started, I ended where I started. And I wanted to do that um, because when I started, I, I you know, I, I think I took things for granted. You know, people bought records when I started and and people, you know, just can't went to shows for the sake of going to shows. I don't think that that's true anymore. I mean, even I did. And uh, now people want to go to festivals, which is fine, but it's not a it's not the same thing. It's not, you know, a focused community based uh, experience. Um, so, um, I wanted to do, I wanted to finish that way and I wanted to do it. Yeah. With, with incomplete control, but yeah, I, I've, that's, I'm trying to find a new voice now, which is one of the hardest things I've ever done. I, I like the searching part, but it is kind of like, um, it's like being like in an isolation tank. Like I have no idea, you know, but I like it. I mean, if I do it, um, if I do it in a way that I like, I'm going to be excited. If I don't, I just die. (laughs) But either in either in either way, I probably just die. But <laughs> but you're I, trying it. Yeah, uh, it's it's just it's it's very different. There's not you know the whole world of music is different. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yes. I mean, geez, we had someone asking us about record sales this year, and I'm like, I don't even. I think that that's almost irrelevant, except for heavy hitters we top players. Uh, I don't think anyone really sells that many records. Um, it's fun to sell records, but it's not something. It's not a. It's not a gauge or a way of looking at things. Or it's not. It's becoming a. It's becoming less and less uh, relevant to to making music. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I feel like there's a lot more work that the. I know I'd, I go – I've mentioned this a lot, but it's like that you had an email on your CD, if that. You might have had a, just an address, and then it kind of moved into where it was a MySpace thing or a pure volume. And you start kind of adding these things you have to do, and now everything is so splintered that some of your fans are just on Snapchat. Some of them are only on Instagram, but then maybe they do Twitter. And it's, it's like you – it's somehow – you're trying to give a message, and each of those things have a different way of doing things. Your email is different. Some people only do email, and you're almost—it just seems like it's—it's—it's it's, it's a lot more than just putting music down and you know throwing it up on Bandcamp. There's like more to do to remind people and to get people to pay attention.
0: In a certain sense, I think that uh, I think that's true, but I think that. And I don't know. I don't think people are even paying attention to the things to, to even the social media means or the emails or anything. I don't know what it is now. Maybe it's going back to people who are going to start searching again, but I feel like it's just become so
1: just the noise. It's just a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, and so time, I feel like, like maybe just because I, maybe I'm all in the industry and i have records and I'm constantly inundated with emails from more music, but I, I don't know. I, I want to have more time with something and and maybe someone younger thinks about it a different way. But if someone, if you send me a link to your music, it's different than as if you sent me something with it or a piece of it that I could hold and sit with. And I know that's over, but I, I feel like I can connect to it. Better if I could see a photo or a artwork or something. And now, if someone asks me what I'm listening to, I look at I'm looking at my iTunes and squinting or Spotify. I don't remember. But if you asked me before, I could rattle off a bunch. So, for some reason, like it's almost like there's it's noisy in my brain when someone's asking me what I'm listening to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I have. I can't recall. I do have to focus on one person and I, or one album. And I try to do that now, like force myself, even though it's a stream or someone sent me something. And like, I have this rule where it's like, if I really, if it's important to listen to, I have to listen to it twice (laughs) on separate days. And then if it's something I love, I'll just go back to it because I go back to it. But yeah. I,
1: I'll, I'll buy vinyl. If I love, love the record, I'll get it on vinyl because then I know that I can, I can sit through it.
0: <laughs> I've lost too much vinyl in bad breakups to have like five full collections to really get back into
1: it fully. I've pared my stuff down. I give away a lot. I've, I, I, I guess I'm only gonna, I'm only going to buy something if I'm going to listen to it. I don't just buy the third pressing cuz it's blue and I only had I had it's like I if I am am I going to listen to it? Great, I want it. Um do you buy records for or you've you've had so many breakups that you've lost it all? I
0: I mean if I love love something but I mean I I I've accepted streaming. You know, I feel like maybe some people will curse me to hell for saying that, but you know, the the truth is is if it it is going to be, it is happening. It's happened. Um, to fight it is kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, and, and the more that it's accepted and advocated for, then maybe it'll be a, the way that people actually start making money again. Um, so I'm not ag- against it. I was initially, I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no person that, uh, you know, it's hard to just think of, you know, it, it's not worth anything anymore, but, but this is the way of making it worth something. Yeah. Um.
1: So, you
0: know, I don't mind Spotify. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, there's more people listening to music than ever.
0: Yeah. I, I wish that they were taking it in as I wish I wish the only thing I I wish if I had all my wishes <laughs> was the album. Like I'm, I miss albums and I miss people listening to albums, but you know, people like singles before and it went in waves and people liked albums and then people like singles and people like albums a to wave, you know,
1: I just think it's scary that the playlisting part is such a huge deal with how someone will hear you. And it's, you think that there's not a gatekeeper? You can listen to anything. No, there are people that that's their job to fi- but, put these playlists together, and they're populated so that, were, and it's an algorithm, and that's how that's that's somehow the only way. But there were DJs. That's what I'm saying. It's it's back again. Like, but, but that I
0: I don't I kind of don't mind the the you know someone advocating for something small will make something small appear to everyone so it's not perfect you know i don't know where the music supervisors and you know who's paying them or how it all works but it it is you know it is just a part of it
1: i don't i i, don't I, know. I just hope people the, the whole search part where there was a – there was whatever was on – I always felt whatever was on the radio, I knew there was more, and I knew that there was a way to find it, and that was always a feeling. So I hope that that continues, that just because that one playlist popped up on your brows, that I hope that you dig a little deeper and find more instead but, of being force fed.
0: But you can a little bit with 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 this stuff. There is there it it, it allows for a search. So, you know, that's it, what I mean. I hope people more people do that. I I think that I think that people will. I'm not the most uh optimistic person about humanity every single second of life, but I think that people I I do think that the inundation of uh social media and the advertising and the uh desire to get attention is pushing people into their own i mean i don't i don't do i've never been good at i've never been a social media person and maybe that's part of my you know whatever like i I, i'm just not going to spend so you tweeted at me yesterday and i don't see it for like 20 hours i'm just not i should i guess i should have my notifications on or i don't but i I, if i get sucked into that then i'm not doing something else and i can't i can't jump in and out so easily it's like you know i try to as fast as possible but in a kind of a hurried way where it's you know like i'm you know
1: well no it's kind of like I mean at, at, at like a job I forget what the stat is some, some, someone will know that's listening there's like a stat like if you're doing something and you're in the middle of something and someone comes by and asks you something separate and you have to go back it takes a certain amount of time to like get back in and there's like that I think that same thing with social media like you were doing something you, f- you need a little hit so you do it instead of doing that thing it just it, it, there's no f- like the focus part I feel yeah. like it's hard
0: i mean i it's it's hard for me it it's hard it's hard just to sit down and and try to write for the sake of writing enough before all this baloney and now I don't know sometimes it sometimes it seems natural, but most of the time it's it's a little bit like and then there are just people that are there that are always there. you can see them always there and and i don't i can't
1: i just can't do that i mean and and some people do it well we were talking before we started about the you know the bands and you're like i don't know why i'm on tom Uh, (laughs) i'm not emo but i think a lot of bands referenced you i heard your name a lot when i was listening to music if it was when i was in college getting if i got the record from sunday service from polyvinyl or you know those kind of the years was it Did you meet a lot of those bands from those eras and play shows? I feel like you were on a bunch of those.
0: Uh, You know, a little bit. I was shy. I think everybody was kind of... um, Everyone was focused. Uh, You know, I don't want to say anything. I, I neither want to insult myself. I don't think I've always been great, especially in the beginning, trying to figure things out. As a person, I don't think everyone else has always been great. There is weird, as much as there is a scene. There's weird competition between bands. Sometimes it feels like a talent show. Um, I don't I hold it against anyone. As know I
1: know what you mean. There's like a, there's only so many slots.
0: Yeah. Or I don't think that that's true. I think that that's the way.
1: Now, or honest- like the pop- like the where what people are thinking. Like I want to be that popular where right. you're this the x of this genre kind of thing
0: i don't care how popular i am but i always cared about being treated like having good sound or not being uh treated badly so which most venues and (laughs) like to do Um, yeah so that's where i was a little bit feisty um
1: were there bands that you liked from maybe the late 90s or 2000s that from I that mean, from that world
0: I Sunny Day Real Estate in this in this realm of 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 in in the realm of music that
1: like punk you know the hard, like if it was you know post hardcore hardcore emo that kind of But it was kinda. it
0: was Sunny Day Real Estate that I and still to this point I love Jeremy Enoch's new album that's um, a great record I'm you know I would actually be nervous to meet him uh which is weird I'm nervous to meet like heroes yeah but i I think he's a great musician and great songwriter and i like the way that he's he seems distant and doesn't doesn't kind of play the game and does it and still is doing it you know so that would be the the arc yeah i just have to write better (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: songs were you did you did you feel that you were associated with it by accident and cuz i feel like there were a I mean, lot of people about, that would i just again this is not this ain't a, this isn't a slight or a no no comedy, it's more of just like you were in those you were mentioned in that list of bands and it was kind of a and i liked how it was more indie cuz i had other friends that liked indie rock and you know it was like a bridge band almost
0: i mean it worked on the polyvinyl samplers i would listen to the whole thing and be like we have our place on here um, was I a huge fan of the other bands? You know, not huge. I respected them, but you know, it made sense. It didn't. That isn't a part that bothered me. <laughs> I mean, I still like the people at Polyvinyl. I still think that they're doing a great job.
1: They uh, they helped with the book, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, I sh- they did fulfillment. I shipped them the the books and they did all the fulfillment because i told matt i said i don't have any room for these books in my apartment (laughs) oh that's cool there's plenty of room in champagne there's plenty of room in (laughs) champagne (laughs) yeah um but kind of in his whole mantra when he was on the podcast is like do do write for the band i probably should have
0: kept putting records out with polyvinyl uh because they were um it was pretty straight up And I, you know, I made a few errors, (laughs) Uh, but then again, I don't mind any of the errors I've made because out of errors, I finished records on my own, you know, with, with struggling. I was always like, you know, I would always find songs. So it never, in the things that didn't go exactly the way that I wanted them to, they got better. I don't mean to sound like uh, a hippie, um, um, but, you know, it, it all makes sense, you know. Um,
1: Do you have any favorites from your discography? Oh, like, I don't like to think about it. Like see, that. I love that. I love talking to you because you can't stand to look back. I mean I just want to move forward <laughs> you know the 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 point is, is you're like all the people I have to work with, um which is great, but it's like the what what about what about if someone like is it hard for you to play older songs at a show, not with the
0: right people you know i there's there's a large theres a large group of people that i'll I'll play with and and if they're if they're into it and if you get the right band cooking and you're on tour. Then it's it's great, you know. Um, I mean, it all depends. Songs come to life in different ways and mean different things all the time. And the the problem is, is like you know, if I'm going to play the song, I have to mean it. Um, you know, and I'm not this serious about everything. I mean, I don't mind if people take the piss out of me constantly, but when I'm doing it. Then I can't. It's not, you know. Then it's not funny anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> I want to do it. You know, you're you're playing a show. This is, you know, someone paid some money. Not everyone snuck in or or faked a hand stamp. You know, they <laughs> they, they 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 came for something. And, yeah, and I'm, you know, when I and even if someone's just streaming an album, if someone's going to take the time to listen to something, you know, we put it in there. You know. So I mean I I like stuff I've done but it doesn't like I can't use that to inform anything that I'm going to do except not to do that.
1: So still always doing something new. It's
0: just it's just a search. I mean life
1: is a search. It's like a, you know. No, I I like that. It's like the I get really bored with a job and I have to do something else or I have to add something else to it or I need to do something again or can't do the same thing every day.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you know,
1: other than this podcast for seven years,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I was listening today. I I loved it. I I loved, I, you know, you're, you're good at this. Oh, thank you. Uh, I I had no training. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know where, what podcast school you go to these days or, um, but it it just was fluid and nice. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I really like the one that stuck me was the Artie stuff. And I, I really like him and, uh, I don't know
1: what uh, I think about that. And in you now is like the part about being open and there's a point where sometimes I'm interviewing people and I can tell that they're just giving me the answer and I have to keep asking, and I'll ask it another time and I'll, and I'll edit it out. I'll be like, all right, tell me that without, you know, the line. What do you like? And it takes a minute, I think, for some people to. Am and I Artie do- is instantly, let me tell you how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes for a better
0: hang. Yeah. Am I doing all this wrong? I'm no, doing it wrong. No, I said no. you're oh, not geez. doing it wrong.
1: You're I being, apologize. No, I think it, <laughs> I think there's a, I, you know, the the years and years of doing this. If I can't I mean I still get just as excited when you walk in the door or if it's Tim Kasher or a band that's brand new, I get just as excited.
0: He's a nice guy. Back in the day we played with the good life and Azure Ray. Um
1: Oh Azure, Ray, you're right. I forgot and they're about that they're
0: playing again a little bit. Really? And they're really nice. <laughs> but um and I've I've spoken and I've told this story since. Can I tell this? Of course. Because this is not to disparage them. This is just the way it is. They were playing. There used to be a place called the Blackbird in Portland. which every Portland, time, Maine or Portland? Portland, Oregon. Oregon. And every time we'd play there, people are like, nobody comes here. And I'm like, well, why are we playing here? Run by nice people. Great booking agent. It just was a part of Portland, I think, that was harder to get to. And it was always a Monday night. And it's a weird thing to travel all that way across the country to play at midnight on a monday night <laughs> to 10 people and still be like gotta do this but they we were the opener and for they were a- azure. azure and and the good life and i was really excited about it i mean these were two bands i really liked and they wanted to leave early to drive to san to sacramento and so they made us play last Ugh and unloaded Classic. while we're like, like loaded out in front of us while we're playing. And it wasn't cool, but you, but then you realize, and we had to drive to San Francisco. I was like, but we have to drive too, guys. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it wasn't, they played great. It was a great show. Um, and I've told them, I told, uh, Arenda Fink, that story and i told tim last year we played it with him at a record store just playing kind of acoustic and and there's no hard feelings it was a bummer at the time but like it just was a bunch of people trying to to make survive you know and you know it was what it was uh but it is funny to tell people that story to make them feel kind of bad have a laugh and then they buy you a beer. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got my beer.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah.
0: They used to play at the Trocadero, and I used to do lights in Philadelphia. And at that time, we had similar haircuts, and people thought, and similar facial hair, and people in the audience over several shows thought we were the same person, <laughs> thought I was the singer of Clutch. And yeah, so, you totally do, and they like were Fallon a
1: little bit, and they
0: would ask
1: not Fallon, uh, oh, I forget his last name now,
0: and they would people would poke me in the audience as I was going to do to the light board. They'd be like, "Oh, you got to play the," and I'm like, "What?" And like, there was you a, have to nod. I did. I mean, people thought I was the sound guy also too, and they'd say, "Turn up the bass or the drums," and I would just turn up a a, a light.
1: That didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, they see the strobe light turn on. You, you, you drop the PA
0: correct i don't i'm not i don't want to use my name anymore for anything that's what it was well there was a time for a little bit you dropped a a a record out with bmg and were asked to do that and i and i said it doesn't matter it is a but then it mattered to some people and it was kind of a a strange thing and then we split ways with everyone and i kind of was like okay this is what we're doing, who I am in a certain sense, and so i 'm going to take it back, but you know from now on i don't want to i don't want to be the dude you know More I want a team, c- I want a cloak, and yeah, I want to be on a team and uh and I you know maybe other singers uh and maybe I just bring people water or something i don't know you know, adjust the levels, so still being a part
1: of it, but not being the football.
0: I, I love writing songs, but I don't wanna be it put me in a position of having to be a dictator even even though as much as I brought that on myself, it's it's hard to to get people to to play and show up and even when you're paying them, you know. So you know, when we pull up to a gas pump now it's like everybody's got to pitch in
1: yeah (laughs) probably feels good yeah i mean i
0: don't know if i'm gonna pull up to any more gas pumps but (laughs) i mean i sold my van you sold your van i have a bike
1: well they do have the air pump at the gas station so you'll do that
0: yeah but they don't they usually don't charge do they charge no okay i mean it might be a quarter i can afford that yeah you can afford yeah i can afford a quarter (laughs) (laughs) but i you know i just don't i don't think it's it wasn't healthy for me to constantly be rounding everything up, you know. And and it was, you know, of course, Chris Hansen has done probably as much work as I have, um, probably more. <laughs> but in terms of kind of getting it together, getting it done, putting it together, it came down to me. And when anything wrong, went wrong, it was you know someone has to take the blame.
1: Yeah. That must feel good.
0: To take the blame?
1: No, to have to have other people with you to help and to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, he's always
0: helped. Now he takes as now he has to take as much as the blame. So, but he's he's a father now. So,
1: does that open up to you to relax more with writing when you know you don't have to think about maybe 10 ever th- 10 other things. Now it's 5.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're trying to co-write more. We did it a little bit. It's, you know, it's writing in a little darkened room by myself is 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 isolating. So it's a little more, it's a little more uh, exciting, I guess. Less less kind of dramatic and dark and and morbid. <laughs> yeah. So I like that.
1: So the, so I want to mention that. So the, how have you felt, you know, from that change, and has it opened up different things, and what's next? Like, what do you wanna, what do you want to do next? Well, so with this? we're
0: we're we're having people send in their thoughts and visions and dreams to the site we put up. Um, what's the site? It's called In Dreams. or It's In Dreams. dot space. Um, we're we're totally out of the. dot com. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and you know, people are slowly doing it. It's, we're doing that. Then we're scoring, we're putting music under their dreams or thoughts or visions or ideas. So the more people that send in things, the more exciting it is. And it's, it's just anything you want to talk about under five minutes. And, and it's, it's kind of creating dialogue in, in a way where, so, the way things are, it seems right now is everyone's dialogue is is focused and pushed uh as an agenda every way and every like everything I hear i mean, I love listening to n p r but it is it has got its everyone has an agenda, and so I'm trying to just i wish I want people just to kind of listen so then we're doing that we're going to have a radio show in Kingston. Um, on the community radio station we 're going to play music in between them and then play these kind of dreamy music um, and then play that 's not a real genre <laughs> it 's not like emo um but it it will i think it 'll work we 've done it we 're you know we 've set our time clock we have our we 're working on our dreams and then it 'll turn into kind of interviews, but just about really esoteric things. Um I mean kind of like what we're doing right now <laughs> because there isn't really I'm not you know I'm not I you know I don't have any releases and I'm not going to be playing out live or I don't have any shows. At some point these things will happen, but it's kind of nice to talk outside of those things. This thing that we're doing, I don't know if the band is going to be called In Dreams, but then we're going to put albums together out of some of this stuff and create a larger piece of work that we put our own music in between these things
1: i love that uh
0: it's exciting it's it's like uh i just wrote something yesterday i've been writing to chris's music and some small things on my own and we've been working on instrumental music but then i wrote something yesterday um that just got me excited so great. Yeah. It's not all lost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do like that you're looking forward like that. I think the I don't know. I like that. I like the way that you thought like I feel like the I don't know. I just I get a, f- a good feeling and vibe that that someone can enjoy that moment and listen back to it but know that you're doing something different and as a fan, that's exciting. I don't want the Winter EP twelve times. No, and that's
0: what you know. I did, and there's no, you know. I don't. The music I did, I've done. I like
1: it, you know. Even, I wasn't that you'd say it. You didn't. But no, just no, 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 no. But
0: but just to be clear, like I like it, but I can't. You know, I didn't want to. If I didn't do this, I don't think I would. Continue making anything. Yeah, I think I would just kind of start grinding um, and repeating myself. And I know that I've already repeated myself. I have said um, trees and eyes and uh, wait and winter in far too many songs. Um. So uh, yeah, I, I probably should have a list of words I can't
1: use. <laughs> um, what about like what you just? You seem so happy about the new stuff and that's great i'm excited it's just daunting
0: there isn't you know how do you do something that doesn't have you know how do you restart something from scratch in In a a way a different name right in a different name in a different way music isn't really selling records um i don't know if i'd ever trust a publishing company again in my life
1: do you have everything back
0: no I I probably have to go to court and, and it's a lot to go to court uh, but um, I have some back. I have some stuff. I've gotten some stuff back but you know there's some of these places don't care. You know. So and I don't mind a fight but fighting is hard and it kind of it it is distracting to making something And it's kind of If we do have souls It's soul crushing
1: Because there's no closure to it
0: Yeah But At some point There will be a sternly worded l- letter <laughs> And then that And once you send a sternly worded letter You have to follow it up Yeah, And it's It's just When to send that's You know
1: When to hit send.
0: When to, well, it's when to, uh, when to pay someone (laughs) $2,000 for a sternly worded letter.
1: To get, oh, yeah, to, you're right. Yeah, to pay to get the real letter. Yeah. Um, do you, um, I was going to say, some of the stuff when I'm listening to your music, I wish it was instrumental because I love when you do the instrumental little breaks or like the, sonically and I, I love it as a headphone song so you hate my voice <laughs> no i'm saying there's no i like the there's like uh i love it on headphones no that's i what... think there's some really and i like that it's like it, there's these like beautiful little like i don't know it's like it doesn't happen it happens once in a song and sometimes i love that where it's like a little piece where i can tell that it's different and it doesn't happen again it wants me to listen to it again does that make sense yeah so i wasn't saying i i don't want you to sing it just like you're putting these moments in that makes me want to listen to it again
0: it's that's okay even if you don't want to hear me sing but i like what we're doing is more instrumental now one thing and and another thing just to be uh chris probably made that one moment A lot of the time Uh, The problem with both of us The problem why we like each other And why we are Probably shouldn't be working together Is we jam too much stuff in So You know When we did the Dark Leaves There were You know The track count was like A few hundred per song Wow Um And That was just unnecessary But we're like Just one more guitar Just one more guitar Playing the same thing (laughs) And then Bury it deep in the mix Totally pointless. No one will hear that except for us. And, you know, we, we have done this stuff for ourselves. Um, we made that album and many other albums in a strange, weird cabin, you know, way too isolated and, uh, you know, way too many tracks. (laughs)
1: But it's fun, yeah, you know. is there anything else you're happy about right now
0: uh, i I really don't like this winter, so I said happy, well, no, what I'm saying <laughs> is I know that it'll be over, like unless we've entered some kind of ice age, I am excited like i I cannot wait, and i- we grew up in the colds, we did we know cold better than anybody or as well as anybody yeah and and yet uh i have no patience for it and so the things that i guess yeah that was the wrong answer why (laughs) anyway i am so excited about the spring (laughs) you know i'm excited for mud i am excited mud season yeah i don't mind falling down I want to see, uh, see some grass growing. I want to see some leaves on some trees. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. I was working on this song, and then um, I was freaking out because I was like, I want to get this stuff down, just this little melody down. And then there wasn't time to get down here and to row. I have a rowing machine. So I was like rowing and humming. <laughs> into my phone at the same time (laughs) because of this fucking interview. Yeah. But it was exciting. (laughs) It was, it was, you know, it's something no one can ever hear, but it's one of like a few thousand voice memos in my phone that I go back to and I go, what?
1: So you have to,
0: if I don't something, yeah, I'll lose my mind. I mean, it's, it's either, that's why I got a bike to break it up so that something else can happen, but I'm not good on the bike. I'm not a, I'm not a strong bicycler. Um, I can row on a machine and I can uh, run, but I needed one other thing. Soon, wait, start again. You know,
1: spring will be here.
0: Spring will be here. (laughs) You know, rolling around is going to be another activity. (laughs) I can't wait for rolling around. (laughs) Anything else you want to mention? no I mean I, I am excited about the in dreams thing I am excited it is like it. it's just daunting like starting again starting for nothing it does feel like the beginning because in the beginning I never thought there would be money there was a so little money you just did it you just did it
1: but you know, I'm not a it. I'm not a teenager
0: <laughs>
1: it's it's different yeah you know well, I, I, I wish you luck, man
0: Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, Having me do this, too Oh, yeah. yeah Did you have fun? Of course I mean, I, I'm sweating a little bit Why? I, I don't know You know, this microphone it's just me? I, like, I don't,
1: I'm just a nobody
0: <laughs> I'm a fucking nobody yeah. you, you got a nice place here Look at the view I love it New York City Bright lights Big city <laughs> I,
1: I can't believe I have a job yeah They pay me
0: It's nice money. Yeah I'd it's love to, to see how that feels <laughs>